You're listening to the MKI Podcast, Episode 2. Today's date is January 8th, 2018. If you're listening to the live stream, be aware that you may experience unfiltered content. If this is a previously recorded episode, some content may be edited. Um, Let me get to it. Episode 2, this is going to be about how to get started in crypto. And, um, you know, I really, I think there's a ton of ways to get started with this. Um, My way isn't the only way. The great thing about uh, cryptocurrency right now is that it's it's just accessible to everybody in so many different ways. Uh, One of the things that really got me started with it was that I found an app on my phone that was so easy that it was just simple to try it. So I'll try to uh, I'll go ahead and show you guys that I've got an emulator on my phone not on my phone on my computer I'm going to show it right now that basically mimics what would happen on an Android device so right now you're kind of looking at looking at it right now back here is my desktop on my computer Um, and this app right here is basically running an Android tablet so I can access the Google Play Store from here um, you can see right there, yeah, I'm on the Google Play deal. Um, and what I've done on here is basically just put a bunch of these crypto apps um, on here just to kind of show you guys a preview of, of what I've done. It's not going to look exactly like an iPhone, um, you know, to you iPhone people. I actually use an iPhone uh, personally, so um, this doesn't exactly look like what I use on my iPhone either. But the apps are the same. Uh, this Abra app right here, and we'll, let's go ahead and pull it up. This right here is what I downloaded very first back in August to get started in Bitcoin. And it is so easy that I just, it, it just made it so easy that I couldn't help but play with it. So I'll try to run you as far through this as I can. Uh, just go ahead and basically hit the sign up button. You'd put your name in. Uh, I think I put this email address in. And you know your phone number. It wants me to send it. It wants a verification code. Okay, it sent me a verification code. Okay, so that was five five nine eight six. Okay, there we go. Continue. Okay, so it wants me to create a pin. I'll just make a zero 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 zero. You might not like that. We'll see what happens. Okay, boom. It's already given me a wallet. So I haven't even had to go through anything personal to get to this point. Um, and a lot of the apps are like this. Um, if you want to, let's see, you can change these. Okay, let's add another wallet just for giggles because I want to add Ethereum too. Sure. Okay, because I know Abra can do Ethereum. So let's go ahead and complete this setup. So protect your money before it's too late. A lot of these uh, crypto apps, this is a great, great feature. Um, they will do this for you, this wallet recovery phrase. Um, and what it does is basically gives you this phrase right here. And you'll want to write this down. I wrote it down in a place where I can access it online, but completely separate from, from my phones or anything like that. Uh, basically, you'll want to store this in a really um, secure place that can't be stolen from you. Because uh, what happens is, imagine imagine you have all your cryptocurrencies stored on your computer or on your phone and say you lose your phone or somebody attacks your phone with a virus or something and locks your phone down and you can never use it again what you can do is download this app 
on a separate device and plug in this phrase and your old wallet on your old device will actually be recovered here. So I have my Abra app on my iPhone. I could actually type in the phrase that it gave me and it would, my wallet would appear on this device. I'm not going to do that. Um, but you'll want to, any app that you ever do in the crypto world, you'll want to write this, these phrases down and make sure you have a record of them. Um, so I'm just going to hit never mind. Uh, Abra kind of runs you through how it works. Um, and this is the app. Really simple right here. You can kind of swipe or click or whatever, however Android works. Um, and this is as simple as it is. Now, Abra is not really useful unless you've got it tied to your bank account. So that is what you want to do over here. You want to do this bank account thing. You want to add a new bank account. And the reason a lot of um, us... A lot of, the reason a lot of my friends don't really use this app is because they don't have a major bank account. So this is going to kind of rule a lot of people out. If you don't have one of these banks, you should probably just forget this app. <laughs> uh, I happen to have a Bank of America. So um, it basically, you'll have to verify some things. You'll have to verify your social security number. That's the big one. Um, and your bank account information to tie that to your bank. Uh, some people don't feel comfortable putting in social security number in an app that they don't really trust, but I did it. I've been using the app for a few months now. My personal information hasn't been stolen. My money hasn't been stolen from me. Nothing's bad happened. Bad's happened. And in fact, I've actually been in close contact with customer support. I'm in part of their, uh, beta branch. So I've actually become a beta tester for this app and I've gotten to preview some different features before they actually release to everybody. I can say they're a pretty good company. Um, they work fast on bugs. They, they're not out to get us, I don't think. So anyway, this is how I get money from my bank account into this USD balance. Um, you can just click the add money button. You click your bank once you've got it set up, obviously. And um, then money goes into your USD balance. And then from there, you can basically just hit this exchange button and exchange your US dollars for either Ethereum or Bitcoin with this app. Um, Abra is pretty great. It's very simple. It doesn't give you the best exchange rate. Um, right now it's saying that BTC is at 15,411, when really it's more like, let's pull up a crypto chart. Really, BTC is more like 15,195 currently. So it kind, of, it kind of fudges the numbers a little bit, I think, just because they need to make money somehow. So it's kind of a way that they roll in fees. They say they have no fees, um, but I think they kind of inflate the BTC price a little bit to be able to make them a little bit of money for themselves. They're not making a lot of money. It's a great app, totally worth it. But if you can't use that, then obviously you're going to need to use Coinbase. So Coinbase is going to be a very similar sign-up process. Um, it's going to be the same kind of deal. I haven't really signed up for Coinbase yet, so... Um, it may be a little different than Abra or Abra or whatever, but it's going to operate pretty well the same. Um, same kind of thing on iPhone. If you have an iPhone, these apps, these investment apps, they only, this is a limitation from Apple, they only support Bitcoin, Ethereum, and I believe Litecoin currently. That's an Apple limitation, not, um, not, a soft, not really a limitation um, of these apps. So as soon as Apple gives the kind of functionality to do these uh, altcoin investments, I'm sure that we'll be able to do it from these apps. So anyway, 
Uh, Android, I'm pretty sure Coinbase can access quite a bit more than just Bitcoin, Litecoin, and, and Ethereum. Um, but I'm not, again, not real sure about that. I don't actually use this Android device to do my trading. Um, so, okay, let's say you've, you've, got, you've got your Abra or your Coinbase app set up. Oh, yeah, it's going to ask me for my pin every time. So you've got this set up. You've bought some Bitcoin. Now, what do you do with your Bitcoin? Um, well, I'd say I'd honestly recommend just leaving it for a while and just figuring out what Bitcoin does. Just learning the behavior of Bitcoin. That's what I did. Um, of course, back then, Bitcoin was kind of booming, and now it's sort of just stabilizing. So maybe take that advice for what it's worth because it's not really going to gain you a ton of money. Uh, right now, I feel like the landscape of crypto has kind of changed to where you need to convert your Bitcoin into something else that's going to have more explosive performance for you if you're looking for these short-term, crazy, huge gains that everybody's getting. So how do you do that? Um, well, you need to move your Bitcoin into something that can trade for these altcoins. And by altcoins, man, I mean, there's just a thousand million other other cryptos other than bitcoin you can kind of get a glimpse of how many there are from this app here this is one of the apps i use to kind of track uh, what's going on with the overall crypto world this is called crypto trader on android and on iphone it's the exact same app either way you use it so it's kind of nice to have a little consistency there basically this list right here will list off the top 100 coins by amount that's being traded currently and this is changing all the time but pretty much the, the top 10 stay just about the same there's bitcoin here at the top um ethereum right now currently is beating ripple um it shows you a little bit of market activity here um, but you can kind of use apps like this to sort of track the behavior of everything well it looks like everything's down today um actually that's not a surprise um you can see my little ticker down here at the bottom um this down here Basically, yesterday when we did the podcast, there were seven or eight hundred and thirty billion dollars in crypto total between all the different coins. Now today we're looking at more like seven hundred and fifty billion, so almost a hundred billion dollars exited the market today. So, uh, not surprisingly, some things are down, but not everything's down. Thankfully, my stuff stayed pretty well up, uh, but you know, I got lucky, I guess. Well, Augur, I don't, no, not in that one. That one is great. So anyway. Here's kind of how you monitor the behavior of everything. And I would say that while your stuff's just sitting in Bitcoin, I would watch what these other ones do versus Bitcoin. I kind of mentioned that a little bit on the MKI website. Um, but again, just do your own research, make your own decisions. There's a zillion different strategies for this. Um, I have my strategy, but my strategy changes pretty much every day. So... Um, You'll want to use apps like this to kind of get a feel for how things behave. So say you've got some Bitcoin and you really, really, really want to turn it into uh, Augur. Let's just say we noticed that one. Let's just say, man, we've we noticed Augur's doing something here. I really want to get into that. So I'm going to minimize this and I'm going to pull up my web browser here. Oh, that's my Mocha Kingdom stream. Okay, here's my Mocha Kingdom website. This is a little bit of what I was mentioning earlier today about uh, tracking their crypto behavior. Um, so let's talk a little bit about exchanges. So here is Poloniex. I don't really know exactly how to say that. Poloniex, Polynex. 
I just call it Poly. Uh, this is a US-based exchange, so all my US people, we should be able to sign up for this. Um, when you hit create an account, okay, so Poly is saying the same thing that all the other ones are saying. I was hoping that this would give me a different message, but looks like everybody's just just not able to handle uh, with their current infrastructure, everybody that's interested in crypto. So that's a good sign to me. As soon as these doors open, crypto is going to explode. So it's a good time to get in. Even if you can only get into Bitcoin or Ethereum, things are going to go nuts as soon as these exchanges open back up. So uh, uh, anyway, Polly, I haven't really had a lot of success signing up for this because it asks for a ton of personal information right away. I mean, you can't even set up a simple wallet. It just wants to know everything about you. And in fact, it wants to know so much that I've just not had success even setting a, an account up. So there's that one. Um, it, it, you know, it trades a lot of different kinds of things. So if you manage to get something set up on there, it's probably worth it. Uh, let's talk about the next one. This is one I've been using a ton, Binance. Let's go ahead and register. It's given me this message also. Due to the overwhelming surge of popularity, Binance will have to temporarily disable user registrations. This was a couple of days ago. That was three days ago. So they've paused their registrations. Um, but let me go ahead and hit login. Uh, it actually, you have to verify any logins with SMS. So it's going to actually, I'm going to tell it to send me some. And now I've got to, I've got 30 seconds to enter this in. All that just to get into my account. So I feel like Binance is pretty secure. Uh, okay, here we go. Here's here is Binance. Okay, when you get when you do manage to get into one of these exchanges, here's here's pretty much what it looks like. So your your important button is going to be this button that says something about deposits and withdrawals. So any any other app that you have, say I've got Bitcoin in Abra. I want to send it to one of these exchanges. All you have to do is find Bitcoin in, in this list. Bitcoin. Oh, okay, the button's way over here. Okay, so Bitcoin was this row. Okay, so all I'd have to do is hit deposit. And then it will generate an address for you to basically just copy that address. Now that I've copied that address, I can pull up my, my Abra app over here. There will be basically a button that says, there'll be a third button here that says send Bitcoin to a Bitcoin address. So you'd click that, and you would basically just copy this address from your exchange, you'd paste it into your app. Uh, actually, the cool thing about phones is that they have the camera. So a lot of times you can just do this QR code on your computer. You just hold your phone up to the dang QR code and it'll just, it'll just, just put it in automatically. So that's probably what I would do. You know, I'm simulating holding my phone up to this right now. Um, the QR code thing is really, really handy. Takes all the guesswork out of trying to copy down these really long strings of information. Because, I mean, look at that. That's a big, long string. So anyway, do that. And magically, your phone will send to this address in your exchange all the Bitcoin that you've bought. So really simple. Um, Bitcoin takes forever to process, so it would. There's this really freaky period of time after you send Bitcoin that everything looks like it disappeared. 
And that really freaked me out. I was in a panic the first time I did it um, because I had, you know, a couple hundred bucks worth of Bitcoin that I wanted to send around and I, I wanted to just see what would happen. I sent it off my phone. Everything looked like it went through. The Bitcoin disappeared off my phone, but then it just didn't appear in the place where I sent it for hours and hours and hours. For like six hours, I was like stressed out. I was like, well, my magic internet money just disappeared and went into the thin air and now it's nowhere. Um, but this is something that a lot of people complain about. And the reason that a lot of people are moving to these altcoins is because Bitcoin is so huge that it takes a long time for those kinds of transactions to get processed. So I'd say six to 10 hours later, sometimes a day later, this will show up with your Bitcoin. And then you would be able to hit the trade button uh, in here and trade that Bitcoin for whatever you want. Uh, this fun fair is doing really, really good for me. But if I wanted to trade it into something else, I would actually have to first back it out into either Bitcoin or Ethereum because those are the only trading pairs with this altcoin. So it's kind of tied to these. You know, its performance is going to kind of depend on what happens with Ethereum and Bitcoin. So just keep that in mind when you're trading for these alts. You want them to be able to do better than the trading pair that they're, uh, they're tied to. So that's why Funfair has been such a success. It's done better to me, been done better than Bitcoin. Um, when Bitcoin goes up, it goes up higher. When Bitcoin goes down, it goes down less. So that's how you really want to, that's how you really pick the winners with these. And eventually I feel like all these alts will probably do that because Bitcoin is kind of slowing down and a lot of these are speeding up and going nuts. That's why you're hearing about all these crazy ones. That's why ones like this engine coin, I feel like have a lot of potential in the long run. Um, but anyway, that's kind of a crash course. <laughs> You'll want this deposit and withdrawal button um, as soon as... <sighs> As soon as I guess those new registrations are unlocked, but I don't know how long that's going to be. Hopefully it's a matter of days, not a matter of weeks or months. Um, I mean, server upgrades take a while, so. Gosh, let's just do this just to... I've been wanting to get out of, out of some of this Dash anyway. Let me just show you what happens. Okay, so Dash. Let's hit the Trade button. Let's cash out my Dash for... Oop, which was that the third row? Yeah, third row. Okay, let's cash out the dash for Ethereum because Ethereum is way faster. So this will show up in my wallet almost right away. So dash versus Ethereum is doing terrible. A great time to sell some dash. Let's sell off 50% of that for some Ethereum. But basically, here's my trading screen. Um, this gives me a chart of what's happening with dash versus Ethereum right here. Um, right now, this over the last 24 hours, it has lost ground. Ethereum has been doing so well, and Dash has not been doing great. Um, it's probably not a great time to sell, but, you know, just for giggles, I'm going to do it. Um, so, I want to do a market order, because I just, I don't really care about limit order at the moment, because I just want to get out right now at the current price. Um, if you don't know what a limit order is or a stop limit order is, do a little bit of research on that. If you want to try to get a little bit more money for your, um, for your order, <laughs> basically, you can do a limit, which basically will not sell unless the price reaches your target. Um, so it'll go into this order book and be filled kind of slowly as the price kind of, kind of comes up to meet your demands. Uh, market order, basically, it's just looking at whatever's happening right now. It's basically just going to buy the nearest. It's going to 
whoever's selling these is just going to buy the next few uh, bits until <laughs> until my order's filled. So it's just going to not really be a, it's not the best deal. I want to sell off half my dash, but it's going to happen right away. So yeah, if it's not a best deal, whatever. Okay, sell dash. Sell half my dash. Succeeded. Okay, so it was that easy. Now I look at my deposits and withdrawals. My Ethereum's already in there. Gosh, Ethereum is fast. Okay, so now I've got just a little quarter of an Ethereum here, just <laughs> just chilling. Um, and I sold some of my dash off. So now, if I want to use this Ethereum to buy something else, say Engine Coin that I was talking about earlier on the site, might as well put my money where my mouth is and buy some. Let's go ahead and trade Engine for Ethereum. I have some Ethereum now. Ooh, its engine's going down big time versus Ethereum. Of course, everything is. Ethereum's a rock star. Seriously. But I see that as an opportunity. That looks pretty good to me. This is probably a pretty good time to buy it. So I'm going to go ahead and buy 100% of the Eng that I can at market value. That's going to be 925 ENJ for my current Ethereum balance. So I'll hit buy. Insufficient balance. But... Market price. Okay, let's try 900. Oh, max about 920. Okay. Let's try 920. Not sure. It's, it's Well, crypto prices fluctuate so badly. You need a little bit of extra leftover just to pay for fees. So, okay. Simple as that. Now, I bought that ENJ. So I sold off half my dash. I got a little bit of Ethereum leftover. And voila, I've got 919.08 ENJ now. And it's worth 0.02 Bitcoin. That is just negligible. <laughs> but... Maybe that engine coin will take off and do something. It'll probably do something more than Dash is. Dash has just not been a great performer for me, so I'm happy to get out of some of it. Um, so I've got a little bit of leftovers here. These leftovers are not really useful, but whatever. It's just what it is. Crypto, you kind of get these leftovers sometimes. It's probably worth about a dollar. Sometimes these, when you're exchanging, they just can't round very well. So it's going to happen. Part of the Part of the love. Bittrex, same deal. Um, I have a login with Bittrex as well. Can't remember why I don't use it as much. I just don't like it. It's just not as intuitive to me as Binance. Binance is so simple. It's easy to tell where my money is, how to use it, how to trade it around, and it supports just tons of coins. So I would say Binance is great. But experience with Bittrex, if, um, uh, if you want. But they have had this email since december 15th so even longer than binance uh enormous number of new account registrations again people are just trying to get in on this in droves and as soon as these floodgates open man these these coins are going to go nuts so just be ready for when this happens i would say that's my advice because everything's going to get just a floodgate of new money as soon as all these uh exchanges open back up anyway that's kind of a quick rundown of how to do this uh, I know that has a ton of information. I'd like to cover that in more depth uh, in the future. So any questions, go ahead and post in the comments. Um, I'll try to get to as many questions as I can. Um, happy trading. <laughs>